0: It's so great to be here with you guys. Man, the Lord is good. Let me say a quick prayer. I need help. I need all the help I can get. You know that. We need the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is on you, oh my gosh, things happen. I don't want to do this in my own strength, right? So Lord, I ask for your help and your anointing and your mighty power to come on me. Not for me, Lord but so that your spirit can touch the hearts of those who have gathered today, Lord. Touch us and change us and mold us into your likeness, we thank you. In your mighty name, amen. So it's coming on a new year. Isn't this exciting? You know, this is the time. I know that you probably have heard a bazillion of New Year's Eve sermons right over the years. But I have to start off with a story there was a gentleman that he really had a bad 2018. It was bad. I mean, he was really depressed. And so before, it was, on, it was on New Year's Eve, and he decides to go out back. He lived by a big park, and he was going to take a long walk. He needed to get some things straightened out with the Lord, if you know what I mean. <laughs> He's out there walking, complaining about 2018, when all of a sudden, the clouds parted, a ray of sunshine hit him in the face, and he heard the voice of God say, Chuck, cheer up. Be more grateful in the new year. Oh, all right, Lord. I'm going to be more grateful. The clouds part, it came back together, and wow, that was pretty amazing. Oh, my gosh, God spoke to me. I better listen and do what God says. So he starts walking with a little bit more spring in his step. He starts thanking the Lord for everything. Oh, these pine trees, they're amazing, Lord. Thank you for the pine trees. Look at those gorgeous birds up there. I love their singing. And it's just marvelous. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for everything in my life. And as he was walking, he happened to turn his head. And he noticed there was about a dot, dark black dot like this, way in the back. Well, he wasn't concerned about it. He kept thanking the Lord, 2019 is going to be great. I can't wait to see what God is going to do in my life. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful maple tree and for the beautiful squirrels. Even though I get hit with the nuts every time I go, by, thank you for the squirrels. And then all of a sudden he kept looking back. Well, that small dot now was this big, dark brown, getting closer. Huh, he thought to himself. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I don't care about that brown dot in the back. I know that your will, your will is going to bring all kinds of good things in my life. And I thank you, Lord, for even the bees that just stung me because I know I probably need to be more resistant to the bees. So thank you, Lord, for bee stings. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. And all of a sudden, he looked behind And that was a big, big, big black circle coming fast at him, and he knew he couldn't ignore it anymore. That was a bear. Well, what was he going to do? He kept thanking the Lord for the bear. He said to the Lord as he started running, Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the bear. Thank you. Make that bear a Christian. And as that bear overtook him, he heard the bear say, Lord, for this food that I'm about to partake, make me truly grateful. <laughs> wow, he was grateful, wasn't he? Even though he got eaten by that bear, oh boy. Well, you know, it's time to look in the, in the rearview mirror, right? To look at 2008. What happened last year? Significant. Throw out some things. How about Brexit? Those crazy English people, they wanted to leave the European Union. I can't believe it. How about the French? Now, I'm French. I was born over there. And they are sick and tired of those taxes on their gas. I'm telling you what, we think we, can, we can't really complain. Our, our gas has gone down, right? They're paying a lot of money. They were revolting. What about the summit that they had? President Trump with the North Korean leader? That was something. Um, there was the midterm election. That shook things up. We had the Thai cave rescue with those 12 boys, and we had the Philadelphia Eagles did what? They won the Super Bowl. And we had the Mars Lander landed on Mars. That's pretty significant. So, you know, it's a good thing to look back and see what you did good, what you did well, what your successes were, and maybe some of the not-so-good places, right? It's always a good time to do all of that this time of the year. And this scripture in Isaiah is a wonderful passage because that's what they were doing. God, that's what God was helping them to do, was to reevaluate where they were. Now, you know, the, 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 uh, the Jews were in Babylonian captivity. And all. if you read through all the minor prophets, past Isaiah, past Daniel, what are the minor prophets telling the people of Israel? Your fault. Your fault. You did all that stuff to yourself. It's all your fault. That's why you're here. And you know, we, we have to take credit when we do something wrong, right? Um, but God, in this passage, it's a pretty substantial passage. Let me read to you just a little bit again. Isaiah 43. This is what God says, The God who builds a road right through the ocean who carves a path through pounding waves, the God who summons horses and chariots and armies, they lie down and they don't get up. Forget about what's happened in the past. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something new. Something new. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert. In the midst of all that, God was knocking on their door saying, Stop already. Go back. Yes, remember what I've taken you through. I got you through tremendous trials. I've taken you through and provided manna and quail for you to eat in the middle of the desert. I delivered you out of of a great enemy, out of many obstacles, out of Egypt, and I am about to do something new. Instead of putting all this regret on them, all this, this burden, this overwhelming sense that they were to blame for being in Babylon, God was saying, stop already. I have a plan. I have something new that's coming into your life. You know, and it doesn't matter how hard last year was. You know, I have to tell you, I have a friend from Costa Rica, and she had eight people in her family pass away this last year. She had two surgeries, and she's a young woman in her early 40s, and her husband had two surgeries. Now, that's a lot to take, right? Certainly we continue to have mass shootings in our country, which to me is very unbelievable. And there's so much going on. I hate to watch the news because there's so much going on. But even as bad as it has been for some of us, God is still trying to tell us through this passage that the past is the past. Don't linger. Don't regret Don't keep going over your failings and your faults and the things that went wrong. Because I am here, I am alive. I want to do something new in you right now. Now I wanted to share an acronym with you. It says it's it's really the word start. So start is really we're going to have a fresh start in 2019 we're going to sweep off the old 2018 and all this stuff that happened last year and refocus so start no matter even if you've had financial relational um moral ethical failings in the 2018 that's what's so wonderful about jesus right when you confess your sins he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from what all unrighteousness, that you have a new start every, every minute of every day. And this year is a new year and it's full of promise. God wants to begin something new in you, to remind you that He's in your life, that He never leaves you or forsakes you, and that He wants to accomplish something mighty in you. It doesn't matter what your background is, it doesn't matter how much education or not that you have, it doesn't matter how much you make how beaten down your car is. I would like a new car. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you have or don't have. If God is for you, it can be against you, right? God wants to remind you not to give up in the new year already. It's full of promise. So start. The first the first letter in start is what? S, right? So, I want you to remember success. S. We need to focus on success for 2019, not our failures. Success. And there was a, a gentleman who was a, a wealthy banker in town, and he had a reporter that was doing a, a story on him. And he said, Sir, you've made so much money over the years. What do you, um, what do you attribute to your great and wonderful success? And he goes, Two words. All right, what are the two words? Right. Decisions. Oh, all right, well, how did you make the right decisions? He said one word. What's the one word? Experience. (laughs) He said, "Okay. well, how do you get experience? He goes, two words. Wrong decisions. And that's it, isn't it? So no matter what's going on yesterday or this year, the end of this year, what you failed to do and how that you're still struggling, that's all water under the bridge. And it's experience to help you refocus on the good things God has for you this year. The good things. And, you know, I know this really sounds like here we go, positive rhetoric again. We need to have that. We are so inundated with negativity everywhere we go. We need to have positivity. We need to have that. We need to have hope. If we look at the cup half empty all the time, oh my gosh, we're in trouble. Right? Right? I mean it. We have to be positive. We have to to trust in God's goodness, to believe that he will continue to lead and guide us into all truth, to believe that he will continue to meet all of our needs according to his riches and glory, right? Continue to believe that he's going to lead you and fill you and provide for you and I, right? We have to really focus on success. Well, what's the second part of that? I have to tell you. I'm going to really cheat. It's T-A, so it's take action. So, you know, I knew a a young lady years ago who um, was working in research, medical research. She was being worked 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Has anybody worked 12 hours a day? I know, me too, I have too. Do you have much time for sleep? Or anything else? No. Well, she was just fed fed up with it. She told her friend, you know, listen, I have to take some action. I have to do something, or I'm just going to go bonkers. So she did something bonkers. She climbed up onto her desk. She grabbed a hold of the rafters, flipped her legs over them, hung upside down and started swinging and saying, I'm a light bulb, I'm a light bulb, I'm a light bulb. Well, her boss came in. What is this? <laughs> what is this? I'm a light bulb, I'm a light Wow, you have really worked too much, haven't you? I think you should get down off that, those rafters and take the rest of the week off till you start thinking right again. So she got down, turned off her computer. Her, her uh, fellow worker followed her out, and he said, what, what's, what's, what's up with you? He goes, Well, without the lights, I can't work. <laughs> so if she's the light and the light bulb goes out the door, of course there's no light. They're in the dark, right? I know that was bad. You guys have to laugh. Come on, laugh a little bit more. It's a new, a new resolution for the year. So, yes, she had to take some action. It doesn't matter how little it is. You have to go in the direction where you want to go, right? You have to, cha- you have to make the decision to go in a new direction. You have to decide, well, if I need to lose a few pounds, I need to start walking. You've got to get your butt walking. You need to go outside. You've got to get it started, right? It doesn't matter if you want a new career, you want to take a little bit more vacation, you want to save up more for your kid's college, it doesn't matter what it is. You have to start doing something. So, that doesn't mean with a a needle and thread. (laughs) So what you want to receive, give out of your heart, love. uh, Keep going in that direction. You need to take action. Well, there's another thing in that START acronym that we need to have, and it's called R, refocus. Refocus. You know, I was watching this gentleman. He was uh, an inmate in Jackson Prison. And he was really inspiring. Now, I'm sure he was in there because he uh, had stolen something. He was... He was spending some time in prison. I'm not sure what his sentence was, but he was in there, and he had a big smile on his face. He was being, he was a reporter, was, uh, you know, had filmed him. And, And the reporter asked him, why are you so doggone positive? Don't you know where you're at? You're in Jackson Penn. You're here. This is depressing. These people are all in here for violent crimes. How can you be so positive? And he goes, I have to be positive. Even though my body is confined to an 8 by 10 cell, my mind is free. My heart is free. My emotions are free. And no one is going to make me feel confined but myself. And I'm setting myself free. So one day when I get out of this place, my body will be free, but every, it'll just be catching up to what I already have. Freedom in the Lord. Freedom. Freedom to do what I want, to think about who I want, to feel how I want. We have that choice. We need to refocus our, our thoughts and our hearts. You know, Proverbs says, this is a good passage, it says... Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Oh my gosh, you know they even say people who are in research, pain research. Now we all know people who are in constant pain, right? I swear I wake up in the morning sometimes and it hurts. And I don't know what the heck I did in that sleep last night, but it hurts. you know what I mean? Can you say amen? (laughs) And I'm telling you, it's interesting People who have done much research on pain realize there is the power of the mind to control pain. I know you think that's wacko so It is not. When you're doing something fun, if you get somebody to laugh, and, and that's one of my jobs in the hospital as a chaplain, I want to get people to laugh, to forget about their illness for a minute. Guess what? When they're not, when they're laughing, they forget about their pain. We do have powerful ability that we don't even have any idea about by just simply choosing to think how we want to think. Instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I don't have this, I don't have that. My life is a pit. I can't stand my life. I, I might as well just end it, right? Instead, we could be thinking, oh, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. Always and again, I say rejoice. I'm going to give. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to embrace life. You know what? When you work in a hospital, let me tell you, you you learn to embrace life. We need to laugh and dance and jump and sing and enjoy our lives while we have them, because you're going to be dead one day, and so am I. And I believe I'm going to be in heaven, dancing around in heaven. But I want to enjoy what I can now right? Instead of going around saying, woe is me, you need to be rejoicing and dancing and receiving all that God has for you. Refocus. The last one is trust. Now, you know, in Manchester, (laughs) when you go to the doctor in Manchester, you might see a few animals in there. The docks treat the people and the animals. And the lady Brynett brought in her duck. She slopped it on the examining table and she said to the doc, Something's going on with my duck. Can you tell me what's going on? Well, he looked at it, and it lifted its head, and it flopped right back down. The doc said to her, Your duck is dead. What? My duck is dead? Yes, your duck is dead. (laughs) Your duck is dead. I don't wanna accept that, she said. Can't you take a few tests or something? Scans, MRIs, something like that. I don't accept that my duck is dead. You haven't taken one test yet. All right, all right. The doc goes in the first room, he opens the door, and out comes his black Labrador Retriever. It jumps up on the examining table, it sniffs the duck from one end to the next, looks at the doc, and shakes its head. Goes out, he shuts the door, the doc goes to another door, opens it up, out comes a cat. Cat comes over, jumps up on the examining table, sniffs the duck from one end to the next, looks at the doc, And shakes her head, and she goes back into the room. The doc gets on his computer, types up a $121 bill, hands it to the lady. What is this, she says. Well, you said you needed the test, and I gave you a lab report and a CAT scan right there. (laughs) (laughs) So here's your bill. She had no trust, did she? She had no trust in his authority. We have to have some trust. We need to trust that the good Lord is still in our lives even though we can't feel God 100% of the time. When I became a Christian years and years ago, I had this sense of love on my life for two years, but then the Lord said, you gotta grow up and walk by faith and not by sight, and not by feelings, right? And you have to trust. Even though things aren't going your way all the time, that doesn't mean things aren't gonna change. Things can change in a moment of time. And God has something new for you and I. We have to trust that it's coming. I really, I'm telling you, I have something inside of me this year. Good things are coming. I'm receiving it. I'm receiving God's goodness. I'm receiving all God's love. I'm receiving his financial blessing on my life. I'm receiving my relational blessing in my life. I'm receiving all that I'm asking and believing for. I'm receiving it. I'm going to. Are you? We need to trust. Trust that the Lord is walking with you. And believe, have some faith that it's gonna come to pass. This year it's a brand new year. We need to start afresh, right? Start not like this other man I knew. Now, this other man, like I said, didn't have a good year. Oops, interestingly enough, let me make sure I'm telling the right story. <laughs> Ah, uh, where's my last page I got it here oh here it is oh, sorry sorry he went to his pastor and he said pastor something is up I have to tell you my wife has left me she's taking the kids she went to the bank and got all the money out she took my car and uh, I'm losing my house and my job pastor says, oh my, oh my, that was a bad 2018. Yes, it was a bad 2018. He said, well, pastor, what, what kind of advice do you have to give me for this next year? Well, you've got to start afresh, right, said pastor. And what I want you to do is go home and open your Bible and take your finger, and I want you to go right into the scripture. Whatever you get, I want you to do. All right? All right, so the young man went home and he didn't see his pastor for a whole year. He was going through a lot. year came by at the end of 2019, and he said, Pastor, I just want to thank you for giving me that great advice. You gave me some great advice last year. Well, I don't remember, what was it? He said, well, I want you to go home and just open the Bible and take your finger and go right into where uh, the first thing you see, I want you to do what it says. Wow, so what, did, what scripture did God give you? Well. It was really funny because I opened my, I took my finger and went right, and I hit, I hit a chapter, and right by it was 11. I hit chapter 11. <laughs> Bankruptcy. I know it. You're going to have to put up with that with me. You know that. So we're not going to have chapter 11 in 2019, right? Because we're, we're going to focus on Success. We're going to take action in our lives. We're going to refocus and we're going to trust the Lord to bring all of this about. Can you say amen? How many of you want God's blessing in 2019? Raise your hand. Yay! You got to receive it. When you go outside today, receive all that God has for you. Believe for it. Thank the Lord for it. Don't be passive, be aggressive. And thank the Lord all he's going to do in 2019, amen, amen. Amen.